Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Been a while since I've been on. I uh, had a lot going on. I did talk to my Periscope audience today. Still have not got uh, my new tablet ready. Wi-Fi issues. Now I'm going to have to have a cable guy come out here. It's very frustrating. I uh, had a lot of Christmas-related activities going on last week with the issues with the uh, tablet, with the work issues, working late, everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. Um, a lot of a lot happened in the NFL this past weekend. Uh, Philip Rivers, he shot. I think I think he's he's done in L.A. He's out of his contract here. Same thing with Jason Garrett. Know they have a good chance to beat Washington this week. I looked at the injury report. Looks like Zach Ertz for Philadelphia is going to be out. Philadelphia's even got more injuries, which makes Jason Garrett even look worse. Uh, they got to go up and play a healthy and somewhat hot Giants team that probably should have beat them in uh, Philadelphia on that Monday night game. Now, look, uh, Barkley's found a spark with the Giants, and now Daniel Jones is back with the Giants. So I I actually like the Giants to win that game, like Dallas to beat Washington. Either way, Jason Garrett, he would be out. Uh, I think he's ran his course. Uh, Mike McCarthy didn't put that in the title. I want to talk about him. He interviewed with the Carolina Panthers. But I want to start off today uh, with the somber uh, local story here that turned out to be a national story. I remember looking at Twitter on Saturday morning. It was out late Friday night. Had a Christmas party to go to with a um, with my church. And I also met up with, uh, with a friend of mine and me and her hung out. So it was out very late. Had to get up very early on Saturday morning, and I saw that there was a stabbing in downtown Nashville. Uh, people in critical condition, and one person dead. And I thought, wow, that was really, uh, really bad there. Found out later it was C.J. Beathard. Uh, he's a backup quarterback, played a lot of snaps with the 49ers last year as the as the starter member Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt last year. So we saw a little bit of C.J. Beathard. Had his ups and downs. Not the greatest quarterback, NFL quarterback in the world, but this guy's a local product here out of Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a carry. I work in the Franklin, Tennessee area where this guy went to high school at. Uh, his brother was uh, was stabbed to death Saturday night at a local bar here, uh, downtown area, Division Street, very close to where the NFL draft was this past April. Uh, very bad look for this town, and uh, this was apparently all over a girl, and now they've got a guy that is in, uh, he's not a person wanted for question, he is a suspect. I was going to go over and, and lecture people about uh, uh, leading women on and, and women leading men on and all that, but apparently this is one of those deals well, this guy was a bad guy from the start. He has priors. He's been arrested for stabbing other people in the past. But my main thing is here, the lesson is here, this will happen at 3 a.m. Your uh, Herm Edwards used to work with ESPN, used to be the coach of the New York Jets, used to coach the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, is the current college football coach of the Arizona State uh, football team. I think it's called Sun Devils. He said nothing good happens after midnight. And uh, you get young guys, hard liquor. You get some guys with hard liquor in their system, less to lose, uh, approaching women. Other guys going there with a lady friend or a girlfriend at a nightclub establishment. Uh, they've been drinking too. One thing leads to another. And this is coming from a guy who... Uh, I'm 38, almost got married twice. I uh, was really too young. Wouldn't let mind married now. My point is I'm single. I have been getting out a little bit here lately. And I can tell you, I can feel the intensity 
at some of these nightclubs. Uh, but I, I go in the better parts of town. I don't go downtown. I've done that before. Here in Nashville, close to where that stabbing was, been there. Uh, but my point is, like Herm Edwards said, when it comes about midnight one, that's when I go home. When you start getting in that two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock range, a lot of people heavily intoxicated. Uh, some people are already on, on hard drugs and heavily intoxicated. Uh, they get turned down by a girl. Uh, they start getting some liquid courage with the anger. One thing leads to another. You got a lot of shootings, got a lot of stabbings. We got two people dead, one person in critical condition. And they got this guy, Michael D. Mosley. He's on a run. He's supposedly from here in Tennessee, the Pegram, Tennessee. Those of you not from this area, Nashville, that's about, that is uh, in the next uh, county over from Nashville, Cheatham County. So this person is, is on the run. Uh, CJ Befford's brother is dead and Befford is here in um, here in Nashville at the funerals very sad tragic moment here uh, AJ Bethard he was 21 years old went to the same high school as CJ at Battleground Academy which is a Franklin uh, it's about 50, uh, about a 20 minute drive from Nashville very sad event another guy died this Paul uh, Trepenny uh, it's 21 dead. Uh, this is not, not a good look here. I don't know where the security was in this night establishment. I doubt this club will be open again, but my point is guys, young people, younger people, I'm only 38, but I tell you, you, you get to a certain point, you want to leave these places. I got some friends even now that still like to hang out very late at these establishments, uh, you know, get the drinking, uh, flirting, uh, pretty women, women want to hang out with the guys, want to hang out with their girlfriends, let loose. But it gets a certain hour where, where things just kind of get out of control at these places. You know, I remember watching, um, I remember going out to a place called 10 roof. There was an incident at 10 roof, uh, we had a tragic incident happen several years ago with some Vanderbilt players. I'll keep it at that, that same club. But before that happened, several years before that happened, I remember going there, having a good time. It was about 1130 at night. Uh, started to get closer, 12, midnight, 1 o'clock, getting closer to. Told my uh, friend of mine, man, I really want to go. I can kind of feel the heat getting up going on here. As soon as we walk out, it was a really big fight in the parking lot. Like Herm Edwards says, after midnight, nothing really good happens. You get a lot of DUIs, you get a lot of shootings. In this case, you get a stabbing. Uh, this is really bad. I hope they catch this guy, this Mosley guy. Uh, like I said, he has uh, got a record. He's been uh, he's a he, he's known to stab people before. So, yeah, very tragic. And, and, and want to say, I want to add this. C.J. Bedford, NFL quarterback, his grand, his granddad, Bobby Bethard, is an NFL Hall of Famer, and his father, Casey Bethard, is a Grammy-nominated country music songwriter. So this family is very successful. The chances of having a, a Grammy-nominated country songwriter in the family, your dad, your the, the son makes it to the NFL, the granddad is an NFL Hall of Famer. Go figure. And now the other son is dead at uh, it's just 22 years old. Wow, what a tragedy there. Uh, it, it was a heavy hearts in San Francisco. Come out with a big win. They got a chance to get the number one seed. This is a battle of attrition between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. And I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, like I said, it's thoughts and prayers. To, uh, to the Bedford family there. Uh, like I said, that is a big deal here in Nashville. That's a big deal nationally. This guy is a backup quarterback in NFL. He played a lot of, he played a lot of snaps with the 49ers last year. But let's get to tonight's game there. Um, Kirk Cousins is 0-9 on Monday night. I mean, I, I've been defending this guy, defending this guy, 
and defending this guy. I know Davin Cook was out, but this was in Minnesota. You've got that zone block and running scheme, and you got all those players on defense. You got Mike Zimmer as your head coach. You got everything going in your direction, and you just didn't get it done. Uh, when it comes down to these big games, when you start getting in playoff-like atmosphere, things start to tighten up. The coaching starts to tighten up. The defenses start to tighten up. And it comes down to quarterbacks making plays. And it comes down to defenses playing uh, fundamental football. Now, the Rodgers did not have a great game. He had an interception. Uh, Davin Cook. 150 yards, a couple of touchdowns there, but uh, it, it was Kirk Cousins' his turnovers and his low quarterback rating. Darius Smith, three sacks there. Aaron Jones, like I said, 154 yards. So 37-minute time of possession. That's a road game. That is a big confidence builder for the team I had in the preseason making a Super Bowl. Not so sure now. But I tell you what, they're they're trending in the right direction. They're in the NFC. There is no favorite. Uh, not unless San Francisco can get healthy. They were the best team when they're healthy. Uh, you you look at who they beat. They beat this uh, 49er team or uh, this Green Bay team 37 to 8. That game was never close, even though uh, they the Green Bay was coming off a of bye week. They rushed for more yards. There was just more plays from that San Francisco team. San Francisco's got a lot of injuries. They do have an extra week to prepare. Big game against Seattle. Seattle got a bunch of injuries. I know they signed um, Marshawn Lynch today. Not real sure how that's going to work out for them. I don't know how much game shape he's in. Uh, Robert Turbin, uh, Chris Carson was was by far the one of the best running backs. Not, he was pretty closest thing to a young Marshawn Lynch as they had. He's out for the season. And the thing about it is Dwayne Brown is out. That's their left tackle. Uh, but I know the Seattle team will bring it come Sunday. Uh, Green Bay is in position to get that one seed uh, or two seed. I know for sure. I think they're going to beat Detroit on the road. Really big win for Green Bay. Really. Um, Interesting win there. Uh, and other observations, really, uh, the NFC is wide open. The Saints look good, but they have injuries. They have injuries on the defensive line. They had two guards out against Tennessee, still found a way to move the ball, particularly in the second half. Got the hottest receiver in the NFL. Drew Brees looks really good. Those five games, somebody met. I want to say it was Colin Coward and Greg Cosell. Uh, Breeze is throwing the ball better right now uh, because he his shoulders rested, his arms rested. He was out for five weeks with that early injury to the Rams. Came back strong. This team playing well. Have developed some depth. They're giving up a lot of points, but they got a lot of balance. Got a thick skin on them now. That uh, tragic loss. That shouldn't have been a loss last year. That was that bad call in the Rams. So they they won it. Remember, they got Jared Cook. I said that was going to be a big key for them to play well this year. You got that middle threat. You've got the uh you got the Michael Thomas. You got the running backs. Alvin Kamara snapped out of his slump yesterday. Like I said, they had two guards out, two of their offensive linemen out, and they still found a way to score. Uh, to win a game, I want to say it was like 38 to 21 or something like that. This team was down 14 nothing to start the game. Thought they'd have a slow start there, and they still come back and bounce back. Really big win for the Saints there. And I was looking at some of my notes here from the in the NFC's where it's really interesting. Uh, San Francisco wins tiebreak over Green Bay and New Orleans based on head to head. Remember, San Francisco uh, beat Green Bay, had to go on the road, play the uh, play Baltimore, barely lost to Baltimore by three points, went back to San Francisco, went back on the road and played at New Orleans, and then beat them. 
Just a really tough stretch there for the 49ers. So this team, even though they've got issues with uh, with injuries and everything, mainly D4 being out. Now, they had Richard Sermon out for the week before last when uh, Atlanta beat them. Richard Sherman was back against L.A., and it paid dividends. He's also a big locker room leader. This guy is going to be so gassed up for that Seattle game. That is going to be a loud playoff game. I think Seattle will give them a heck of a game because I know they always seem to bounce back after a bad game. It looks like that they were looking ahead to San Francisco and overlooking this hot, uh, this up and down Arizona team. I don't want to use the word hot because they, they've been getting smoked here lately, but up and down team. I thought they were going to come back and win it. They sure got a lot of loss. They sure got a lot of injuries in that game. But anyways, I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, San Francisco, now say for instance, if they lose that game, uh, it looks like Jadavion Clowney, big pass rusher. Remember, he scored a touchdown in the other San Francisco game when they played uh, against, uh, when Seattle played at San Francisco. He stripped Jimmy Garoppolo and scored. He'll be back in this game. Pete Carroll was holding him back. They still got other injuries. Like I said, uh, Saquon Griffin, a, sa a safety. Looks like he's not going to be able to come back. They still got Bobby Wagner, uh, Javion Clowney, and you got a bunch of guys on defense. This is not the old defense. There's nowhere near that level that they were. Like I said, I think they're a fraudulent team. Now they've got injuries. Russell Wilson has pulled so many tricks out of his hat. To me, this guy is the MVP. He is carrying this team. He has played up to his contract, and that is a big $30 million-plus contract. I will say that for Seattle. But this is going to be the most interesting game. Uh, the NFC is going to be the most interesting uh, conference to watch next week. Again, the one seed can go to either San Francisco, Green Bay, uh, and, and the bye weeks, um, the Saints are still fighting for that bye week too. So you got three teams fighting for two spots. You want to get that week off. Why? Because of the last three or four Super Bowls, I want to say it's the last four Super Bowls, the winners have had the bye week, okay? Uh, look at um, uh, Philadelphia, New England, uh, Denver, course new england again bye 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 first round bye week one seed one seed two seed so you get my drift okay in the afc okay baltimore now baltimore won they have clinched a one seed i was listening to rodney harrison yesterday on nfl uh nbc the pregame talking to tony dungy Rodney Harrison is a former safety for New England Patriots. Uh, he says, I want two weeks off. I don't want three. I want a bye week, but I don't want three weeks off. This team is a running team. They A lot of this stuff is on timing and everything. I don't know if I want to give this team. I know Mark Ingram is hurt. I know they got to play the Steelers next week. They don't have anything to play for. But Russ can be an issue here for this Baltimore team, okay? Uh, Tony Dungy said, I, I would rest everybody next week. And I thought to myself, that's why you only had one Super Bowl ring with Peyton Manning, and you should have had about three or four. One of those years was a year that this team, that Colts team was way out in front. I want to say it was 2004, 2000, uh, no, it was 2005, 2006, Indianapolis Colts. They had the best record in the NFL by a long shot. Uh, their first game they played was their divisional game against the uh, second-year quarterback named Ben Roethlisberger. They went in, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, throwing the ball every down. They, uh, the Colts are thinking, run, run, run. This guy's throw, 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 first down. Peyton Manning's timing's off, had too many weeks off. The time that they got it together, the game was too late. Uh, Pittsburgh had way too much momentum. The rest is history. They beat the Colts. They went on and beat the uh, won the Super Bowl by being a wild card team. They won as like a six seed or something. They went through Cincinnati that year. Carson Palmer knocked him out of the game. 
went on the road, beat the big heavily favored uh, Indianapolis Colts, went back on the road in Mile High Stadium, beat the Denver Broncos. Then later on, now they got a lot of breaks, but they did beat, uh, a lot of people say maybe the refs uh, gave them that game, but they did end up beating ultimately the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl and give Bill Cowher his his one and only uh, championship ring along with uh, Jerome Bennis. So uh, the Colts had the best team that year, but not always the best team wins. So beware of that before you want to put the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. The flip side, this Kansas City team is my preseason team that I picked to go to the Super Bowl. And they're playing like it right now. They got Damon Williams back. Their run defense uh, held held Chicago, held their running back, David Montgomery, 54 yards. They had 100 yards, but that some of that was Trubisky rushing and uh, using end rounds with the uh, wide receiver. Went on the road and held Chicago to three points. Say that out loud. With Allen Robertson, their special teams, their defense, went on the road and held Chicago to three points. Chicago's not offensive juggernaut, but they're not that bad. Uh, Matt Nagy's a former assistant for uh, Andy Reid. Damian Williams, he's their starting running back. He's the guy that had the big game in the New England game last year in the AFC Championship game that practically won them the game. If it wasn't for D. Ford, who's now San Francisco 49er, if he don't line up all sides, they beat the Patriots. But... Uh, they went up to New England and beat New England without Damon Williams. That's why I picked New England to win that game. Andy Reid, I had to give him credit, schemed up a way to keep, keep the ball going, uh, get, create some type of running game. And then I, you got to credit Steve uh, Spagnato, because Stemper say this guy's name, the defensive coordinator for putting in a good game plan against uh, Tom Brady. So the fear of winning in New England is completely eliminated for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and a lot of people are still calling for New England to win this game in the rematch. I'm not one of those people. Not a New England hater, not a bandwagon guy. I'm just calling like I see it. I don't see the threat offensively. Remember, they almost uh, you guys saw the Buffalo game just like I did. Buffalo had that game won. Uh, Brady comes back and wins them in the end, but um, I didn't think that game would even be close. A lot closer than I imagined it to be. And mind you, this Kansas City team has beat Baltimore twice. They beat Baltimore twice with Lamar Jackson. Now, a lot of you would argue uh, Baltimore is playing 10 times better now than when they playing. That is true. Baltimore's also got injuries. They're running back. Uh, Mark Ingram is, is, is hurt. He's got a calf strain. He's not going to play next week. He's going to get the bye week. We'll see how healthy he is in three weeks. Maybe he's fine. But still, uh, like Rodney Harrison said, I don't know if I want to get three weeks. I can see them. If they have to play a team like a Kansas City. Now, Kansas City plays Tennessee next week. Kansas City's pretty – no, they're locked into the three seed. Uh, New England's got to play Miami at home. It's not going to happen. Miami's not going to beat New England in New England. If it's in Miami, maybe. But if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm Andy Reid, I rest that running back. I rest this team. It's a good chance that they're going to play Tennessee. By the way, Tennessee fans, Pittsburgh lost last week. If Tennessee beats a Houston team that has nothing to play for. Uh, has their injuries all over the place, including Deshaun Watson, which would be foolish to play him this week. They they got that third seed locked in. They won the division. So Tennessee should go to Houston and beat Houston and get them in the playoffs. They would get the last wild card in the playoff, okay? Broadcasting here out of Nashville, not a fanboy by no means. Uh, Tennessee has rested Derrick Henry. Looks like he'll be sharp next week. Give that uh, uh, hamstring another week off that he didn't uh, he didn't play last week. Derrick Henry, he's a big part of their offense right now. Still wouldn't pay, him, but for this year, yeah, you would need to finish him out this this season. You're going to play a Houston team 
the head coach has got a, uh, any brains, which I'm sure he does when it comes to stuff like this. I would uh, sit uh, Deshaun Watson. I'd sit my running back. And I'd sit my defensive starters, uh, Whitney Merciless and all those key figures like that. Those guys would sit, especially your running back. You want your Carlos Hyde of the world to, to have that extra bye week. It's a big difference. Same thing with Kansas City. Damian Williams, I wouldn't play him next week. You want that burst from your running backs when you especially have to play in the uh, wild card round. Seen this many times before in the past where teams – have have set their uh, players and they end up winning that wild card game and going on the road and they're looking really sharp and beating a team another team coming off a of bye week that didn't play that well uh, they're they're too rested and and, and rusty and, and end up knocking that team off on the road and sometimes getting to the Super Bowl that way so I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are the hottest team in the NFL before the season started. Did pick them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, now, I'll say this. It looks like they will play Tennessee. Now, Tennessee beat them this past year. Uh, kind of a fluky play here and there. Derrick Henry, a lot of big runs. Remember, they can miss that field goal. Defense has tightened up since then. I'll have to give their defensive coordinator again some credit. Remember, they also got Terrell Suggs. Got him off the waiver wire, uh, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. Um but this team rested. They should be able to beat a, a Tennessee team. Uh, but it will be a tight game. That'll be a physical game. That's why you want to get as much rest as you can. Hold on, everybody. Let me switch out my podcast here. I'm running out of time here. Okay. All right. I'm back. But uh, so so it looks like they're going to be set again. If I'm Jim John, uh, Jim, uh, John Harbaugh with Baltimore, I want to play Lamar some. But they're already talking about resting our starters. More power to you. We'll see how that works out. This guy's a good coach. We'll see how it goes. Uh, as far as preparation is concerned, like I said, Houston locked in. They won the division. Buffalo's 10-5. and five. They won the division. Tennessee, if they beat Houston, which they should, probably going to rest a lot of their starters. Seeing them uh, getting that last wild card. Going back to the NFC, this is more the interesting part is. Uh, like I said, Looks like I think San Francisco will beat them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle wins. Now, if Seattle beats San Francisco and Green Bay wins, it will knock Green Bay up to the one, and it will knock um, it will knock the Saints up to the two. Yes, yes, it, the Saints would be the two. Because remember, the Saints. Beat uh, Seattle up in Seattle beforehand. So it's a lot of big ifs and buts for the NFC. Speaking of Dallas, win or lose, Jason Garrett uh, had too many chances to, to, to get this team way ahead. Uh, you cannot lose to a team who, by the way, Zach Ertz is out. You, you cannot lose to a team who half their offense is on IR. I mean, Austin Jeffrey, now Zach Ertz. Uh, you went through, uh, I don't even know if Nelson Aguilar is even playing. I mean, the offensive line injuries. Carson Wentz is, is making chicken salad out of you-know-what. And I'll tell you, now he's playing well, but it's more of an indictment on a team that played really well against the Rams and looked really sluggish against a team that you can throw on all day prior to it. I know Dak Prescott was injured. If he's that injured, why didn't you put your backup quarterback in there? Uh, that goes back to coaching as well. Uh, if Mark Cooper is that injury, why didn't you Why didn't you bench him the whole game? So there's a lot of questions to be had here. Uh, why didn't you just lay more on the running game, get Zeke uh, the ball more in the flat? A lot of whys in that Dallas game. It's the most frustrating, I think, that the Dallas fan base has been in many years with Jason Garrett. Uh, it's the most I've heard a lot of the former Dallas Cowboys talk about Jason Garrett, including Deion Sanders, said he wanted to go down there and talk to the team himself. He was so frustrated uh, with, with their body language, 
but they looked slow-footed. Even the players that were, quote-unquote, injured coming into that game, uh, you can't play that well at home against a team like the Rams. It's not the Rams team but old, but they're, they got a team with a lot of all-pros on there, including Aaron Donald and a pretty good offense. Did go on the road and play against a team like the Eagles with all those injuries and lose. That being said, again, I'm standing by my prediction. I think the Giants will beat this Philadelphia team, and I think this team will beat Washington. Either way, you get in the playoffs, you win a division. Uh, even if you win a game, I'll still vote well for Garrett. You can see this program getting stale as it is. Uh, as far as the other wild cards in the NFC, obviously Minnesota lost tonight. Looks like they're going to be in at the six. And the other wild card, excuse me, will probably likely be Seattle or San Francisco, whichever one wins on Sunday. Okay. Not ready to make any predictions in the NFC, but right now, uh, if you look at the health issue, probably put the Saints one, followed by San Francisco, then Green Bay. The way Green Bay's been playing, you, you want to lean as much on that running game as possible. And yes, I'm saying it, you want to have Aaron Rodgers be more of a game manager than a thrower. When Aaron Jones is carrying the ball for 150-plus yards, this team wins games. They dominate teams at times. Uh, when Rodgers is throwing 35, 40-plus times a game, go look at their record. They are getting beat. Uh, that means that they're losing the time of possession game. They're getting physically outmanned. See the Charger game. Uh, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Sometimes the Eagles can play above their head. They went up there and beat Green Bay on a short week because they were do, uh, running the ball and being physical with this Packer team. And again, just a side note, I think it, it's pretty much a favorite. If, uh, if you want to look at coaches to, to be fired at the end of the season, uh, either Monday, say for whatever reason, if Philadelphia goes up there without another tight end, now they're down to Dallas go dirt. And a bunch of guys I never heard of, and Miles Sanders are running back. If I go up there and beat the Giants with Saquon Barkley, with Daniel Jones healthy, with Sterling Shepard healthy, with Golden Tate healthy, in in New York, uh, you can't blame nothing but yourself, Dallas, for that. If all that happens, and say he's fired money, Jason Garrett, I still would go after Dan Mullen, Dak Prescott's, a college coach, I see a good staff there. He's a he's a head coach at the University of Florida football. Or Dabo Swinney. Yeah, I said it. A lot of people think Dabo wouldn't be a good fit there. Uh, there's a big family-like atmosphere, culture that's created by Jerry Jones, his son, Stephen, and his daughter. Dabo Swinney with Clemson. He's probably uh, – he's got a – He's got one first-round quarterback that's coming out in 2020, Trevor Lawrence. Everybody's going to want this guy. Pending a major injury, he's going to be the number one overall pick. He'd be the number one overall pick. Uh, well, maybe number two, but Joe Burrows is having such a great year. Deshaun Watson, tough, tough guy. His two first-round quarterbacks, Devil Sweeney's coach. So he, he used to play receiver, so he knows offense. He has a great, great staff. His staff – Knows defense. One of the better defensive coordinators in the country. This guy is not a head coach of material, the, the defensive coordinator for Clemson. So if I'm Jerry Jones, Dabo Sweeney, and, and Dan Mullen, those would be the top two guys I would go after in the college game. Of course, everybody's going to talk about Lincoln Riley. We know that, there, that there's a big connection there with, with uh, the same that same area, same region. He's the head coach of, of Oklahoma. They're going to look there. Those three right there are going to be big. As far as the NFL is concerned, the coordinators, don't see anybody that's really standing out that would fit what Dallas does great. I know that Greg Roman, again, I know he's going to be a hot commodity because of Baltimore's success. They don't have quite that type of personnel in uh, Dallas to run that type of system. Okay. Uh, okay, 
sometimes you just got to just cut the cord uh, when you see things that are that are uncomfortable to talk about, and you have you have a legendary player like an Eli Manning, in this case Philip Rivers. Uh, I remember a few years ago, five six, it was Peyton Manning. It's hard to tell them that that, that they're finished. But we all see it. No touchdowns yesterday for Phillip Rivers against probably the worst pass rush in the NFL over the past month. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looked like a Hall of Famer against them. Aaron Rodgers, five touchdowns against the Raiders. Uh, 28 points and a quarter. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, now he's red hot, playing at a high level. I get it. But this Raiders defense... Is just non and void. And Phillip Rivers, no touchdowns, 50.7 QBR rating at home, by the way, in LA. He three, three interceptions gets Minnesota at home. Uh, Rivers is done. I mean, he, he he's in the last year of his contract, he's 38 years old. Maybe with a better offensive line at another organization, maybe you can get something out of him. Maybe go to Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is 0-9 on Monday night. Had a crucial interception in that game. This guy's more uh, accurate. Maybe put him with Minnesota. But if, I, if I'm the Chargers, I'll break, I'll break a lot of this up right here. I don't know about completely rebuild. They got some pieces on defense. Joy Bosa. Uh, Darwin James, their, their safety there. They got some pieces there that are young, still on rookie contracts on defense, but they should be in the market for an NFL quarterback. Now, I've read some other things about other teams in the market. It's going to be a big year for teams looking for quarterbacks, I'll tell you. But I would not bring Phillip Rivers back. Uh, he, he, to me, uh, if he's not finished, he's close to being finished. And if I'm a Charger, uh, with the Chargers, he, he's not coming back for no twenty-five or thirty million dollars. That's not happening. If he wants to come back for five million, whatever. If he don't think this coaching staff, now remember they've already fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, their defense is nowhere near as sharp as it was. Maybe this head coach has not got it going. But either way. Uh, he says he wants to come back 16th season. Uh, you know, what you want and what you get are two different things. And he would get gone. He, would, he wouldn't be a, a quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. If I'm the general manager, I said thank you for your service. Appreciate everything you do. But uh, we've got to move on at this point. So let's update who needs a quarterback in 2020. Uh, Miami, uh, Josh Rosen can't beat out, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're going to need a quarterback. Looks like they might get Tua. Cincinnati locked up the number one pick. Uh, one store has already got Joe Burrow jerseys in there. So they're thinking Joe Burrow's quarterback, super, uh, one of the Heisman. I think they're going to win national championship. 75% completing percentage. Looks like Josh Allen, the starter. With Buffalo Bills, Seppi throws has a higher uh, uh, throwing percentage. Unfortunately, the coaching's not there with Cincinnati. Uh, more power to you, my friend. But Cincinnati, going to get that number one pick. Joe Burrow's going to be a Bengal. Number two pick, probably Miami. Maybe the Giants if they lose. Um, but probably Miami. I can see them probably taking a chance on Tua, even if, uh, well, depending on what happens with the physical and everything. Uh, other teams need quarterbacks. Indianapolis, it was a report this weekend. Uh, they're going to look in the quarterback. They don't They don't believe in Kobe Brissett. I said that before the season starts. That's why they signed me to a two-year deal, not a five-year deal, okay? Andrew Luck retired, and they're out of the playoff hunt. Big Ben, supposedly in air quotes, coming back from elbow injury. He's another one of those guys. Going to be that crucial, 38 years old. These guys are great. My age, watched them in their heyday. Love me some Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Those I was 38, 40, 41, 42 in Brady's 
case. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 36, by the way. Keep that in mind. So a lot of guys looking. Big Ben, I can see them taking. Mason Rudolph, not going to make it. We saw what he did, what he didn't do in that New York Jet game. Okay? Indianapolis, let's, say, let's count this again. Miami, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, L.A. Chargers. That's five right there. Uh, Tampa with Winston. There was a port. He may come back for one more year. This guy's got as many touchdowns. He's got interceptions. Go figure. Uh, Chicago, Trubisky. You know he's out. I've already I've already talked about Cam Newton earlier this year. I think he's probably going to be out. But Tapper, the uh, owner of the, the Panthers, saying we want to see what he looks like. I wouldn't count on him coming back. They could come back for a cheap price and a different coaching staff and all that. And I'll talk about who they're interviewed today, which I thought was a really good interview uh, here in a little bit. Bookmark the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Denver, is Drew Locke the guy? I wasn't very much in love with him, but he has played well enough. A little bit of a winning streak. We'll see what uh, John Elway thinks, if John Elway is even the guy that calls that shot. He may be gone. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, going to be hot and cold. See him being more like a glorified backup, maybe like a guy like Fitzpatrick. Now, maybe you want to sign him to maybe a two- or three-year deal if you can't get one of these quarterbacks during an upcoming draft. Possibly Minnesota. Maybe maybe Phillip Rivers works for him. Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his deal. He can't win a primetime game. It is what it is. People talk about team game and all that stuff. They have a good zone run blocking scheme. Adam Thielen was back tonight. They were at home. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph. Our, uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle, the great tight end there. Excellent defense. Pro bowlers all over the place, and you still lost. So uh, he's in that last year next year. Maybe you can do something with him. I don't know. And then, like I said, Cam Newton, um, I expect him to move on to him. Maybe uh, somebody like Chicago work out something. Maybe he goes to the uh, L.A. Chargers. They're going to have to boot, uh, beef up that line. They may have the worst line in football. They may have the worst offensive line in all of football. But we'll see what happens to Cam Newton when he gets to be 100%. Uh, available quarterbacks, again, Joe Burrow, Tua, Alabama, Jake Fromm from Georgia, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Got his stock back up in that last game. They got the win over, um, who was it, Utah? Knocked them out of a bowl game. Uh, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Uh, guys that came in with the hype that had underwhelming season, 64% completing percentage, but we'll see how Joe. I got a feel of this Jordan Love of Utah State to watch the sports scope, by the way. Uh, he's one of those guys, did not play on a great team this year, did not have the stats that he wanted to have. But I got a feeling with his athletic ability, his arm strength, he's going to have one of those really good Josh Allen-like workouts that's current starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. A Carson Wentz type of quarterback. Um Another guy from, uh, I want to say, South Dakota, North Dakota State. Either way, great workout for these guys. Look really good. So I can see a guy like Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State, making making a name for himself in these NFL workouts, combine workouts, pro day and all that. Uh, Jacob Eason from Washington. Now, he, another underwhelming guy, transfer from Georgia. Georgia recruits so well. Had They got two quarterbacks going to get drafted and another quarterback that will likely get drafted next year. He's the starting quarterback, Justin Fields, for Ohio State. So there are a lot of quarterbacks. And these other guys, Jalen Hurts, I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. Doesn't look that good. He doesn't impress me much, like Shania Twain uh, said in a song once. Um, but like I said, there are quite a few. Now, next year, Fields is projected to be pretty uh, going pretty high. Trevor Lawrence will be the guy. That Clemson quarterback, there's going to be some teams uh, that's, that's going to try to pull one of those Washington Redskins kind of moves and trade three or four quarterbacks. And possibly Washington may be in that list as well with the new coach. 
Not really sure about Dwayne Haskins. That's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks and only a handful of available, plus your free agent guys. We'll see how all that plays out. Uh, some teams may take a chance on one of these Eli Mannings or Phillip River type of guys. But, you know, once you start to get that washed-up label, it's really hard to come back. Very few catch that second wind and turn it on. Joe Flacco, the Ravens made the right move. They got the number one seed. Flacco was terrible with, with, with Denver. Then he got hurt. He's done. Uh, same thing. Remember Donovan McNabb? He looked great. NFC Championship game. NFC Championship game. Uh, Philadelphia got rid of him. Went to Washington. He was a complete disaster there. Nothing happened there. So a lot of these guys, once they hit that wall, they hit it and they're done. Brett Favre looked great that first year in Minnesota when he hit the wall. Sack after sack after sack. Same thing once Steve Manair left Tennessee for Baltimore. Got destroyed there uh, in that second year with the Ravens. End up retiring. So, speaking of Carolina Panthers, ex-Green uh, Bay Packers coach Mike McCarthy interviewed with the Panthers. Now, I will say this. I did not know that this guy had coached Aaron Rodgers his entire career. I thought he actually coached uh, Brett Favre some. That's not the case. Uh, I forgot the head coach's name there, but he, he was the guy that the Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren later took over with, with Seattle. McCarthy was there for uh, since 2009. Then they went to the eight consecutive postseason appearances. 2009 to 2016, 125-77-2. I mean, that is really good. The Giants, they don't have the right guy. A lot of people know that. Cal, uh, I think his name is Cal Sherman or whatever. Uh, not the right guy for the Giants. Uh, Mike McCarthy would be really good with Cleveland. I, I still think, I still holding out hope that they move off credit Freddie Kitchens. I know that, that the owner, Mr. Haslam, doesn't want that reputation with the Browns of uh, moving off coaches too fast. But when you got a guy that's wearing T-shirts saying Pittsburgh started it, when you had a uh, 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 one of your players, your best defensive player, who's still suspended indefinitely, hit a guy on top of the head with the helmet, and then the next time you play Pittsburgh, you're spotted wearing a T-shirt, and you're practically 45 years old. What does that say for your team? There's reports that Odell Beckham wanted out of Dent Cleveland. Then the general manager said, we're not going to trade him. Now Odell Beckham don't want out of Cleveland. A lot of that is the continuity with the coach, the environment he creates for that team, and a lot of that falls down on Freddie Kitchens. When you get a guy, and I thought it may work out, I really did. I guess it's more wishful thinking because I like to see these stories develop. I like the talent so much. I thought Jordan John Dorsey had some chemistry with this coach and saw that he had chemistry with these players. That's not the case. But back what I was saying, when you have a guy that is a position coach for 100 years, he, he goes half a season as a coordinator and then jumps all the way to head coach, those are major leaps. Usually when you do that, I said before this season, I said Zach Taylor, the head coach of Cincinnati, will probably be the worst team in the NFL. He's a quarterback coach. He wasn't even a quarterback. He's a quarterback coach with the Rams. Well, they just secured the number one pick yesterday, okay? Uh, Vanderbilt did that one year. They went from really bad, from, from pretty decent to, to terrible. Tennessee Titans used Mike Munchak, their offensive line coach, became their head coach. Tennessee... Did not make the playoffs with this guy. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a disaster. It was pretty bad. But when uh, there, there was a guy named uh, Jim Tom Sula was a position coach with the 49ers. After the great Jim Harbaugh left off for Michigan, could not get along with that owner. 
This guy, that team was a disaster. They had one year. They were so bad, so disorganized. They got rid of him, brought in Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly didn't work out. The rest is history. Now they got a chance at the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan. But when you move a position coach right up the head coach, it's just not going to work out. And Freddie Kitchens has proven that, even though they did have a good showing against Baltimore yesterday. It's one game, but you could see the things start to deteriorate from the outside in. Mike McCarthy, Cleveland, go out and get him. He's already interviewed with the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm sure da- uh, Atlanta's going to be looking for a coach. I'm sure Dallas is going to be looking for a coach. I already mentioned the favorites I would use for Dallas. Mike McCarthy, he'd be a pretty good a fit with Dallas. He wouldn't be my favorite, though. I've already talked about my favorite for Dallas. And Dabo Sweeney, and, of course, uh, Dan Mullen, those two right there, that's 1A and 1B either way you put it. There's a few more stories I wanted to get to this night. Uh, in the NFL, looks like I'm over 50 minutes. I'll get with them probably uh, sometime tomorrow or Christmas. Christmas, I like to talk some NBA. I'll be off from the day job tomorrow, but we'll see how that goes. Again, NFC wide open. AFC looks like it's going to shake out. Looks like you're going to have Baltimore. Well, I know we're going to have Baltimore. Baltimore, New England, Kansas City. Houston, and who's the other? Um, of course, Houston, Tennessee, and um, Buffalo. Buffalo really deserves it. So, NFC, not so sure. We'll see what happens. Again, If even if Dallas wins, you still got to move off Jason Garrett. He's ran his course there. So, And like I said, guys, young people, females, Nothing good happens after midnight, especially at these bars and these downtown. I'm not, I'm not talking about Nashville. I'm talking about Philadelphia, Dallas, Atlanta, any big city, pretty much any any mid-sized city at that at that uh, thing with this stabbing here. It's really bad. So, everybody, I appreciate you watching the program. going to post it on uh, Facebook. Uh, the podcast will be here. Remember, you can find me at a uh, Hashtag SportsScope, Twitter account at rbutler723, Facebook, the word sports, the word S-K-O-P-E for scope. You can find a program there. I'll see you tomorrow night. Go over a little bit more stories here. Wanted to get some college tonight, but had too much going on in the NFL. Just couldn't get to it. Wanted to talk about people wanting to put Nick Saban uh, football dynasty and championships in the ground, not so fast. They are recruiting really well. Last I checked, they had the number one class. I'll go back and read over it again. We'll talk a little bit of the college game tomorrow as well. Have a good night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow here on Sports Scope.